Okay, have y'all enjoyed it so far? It's been pretty cool. I've really enjoyed it, honestly. I think it's a lot of fun uh, to talk about relationships. Uh, we kind of do some funny stuff, too. I love uh, doing some different things, and, and just as it relates to relationships, it's just fun to talk about that, and y'all get to know us a little bit better. Uh, my wife and I, I usually have to run by every, run every sermon by her before I preach it in the relationship series. Uh, I didn't really do it this time. I don't have any personal stories, so baby, it's like we're all good. So, uh, But I do want to do some stuff today. I have a few little props up here, and I'll explain what all this is in just a little bit. But, uh, you know, we've talked about the last couple of weeks. The, the first week was about having a Christ honoring relationship. That's the, that's the first goal. The number one goal that you can have in your relationship is that it is Christ honoring, right? And then last week we talked about how to trust one another, how to trust God and lean on him, right? And not our own understanding. I lean on God so that I can trust in you, right? When, when, when it doesn't make sense, right? I lean on God. I don't try to think my way out of it. You know what? But we trust one another and we have that just amazing level of trust between each other because first and foremost, we trust God and we're secure in our relationship with him. But today we're talking about communication, communication. All right. And all the guys were like, ugh. We have to talk. Yikes, I don't want to do that. Is he going to make me talk to my wife? Yes, okay. That's exactly what we're going to do, all right? Um, communication is, is, is a difficult thing, all right? We all know that. It's one of the most important things to get right. Um, as, as we go through our married lives, we go through our relationships with one another, but yet so many of us get it wrong. Uh, bad communication is one of the top reasons why people get divorced, right? You know, money's up there, uh, uh, struggles with kids. There's all kinds of different things, but, but communication and having bad communication is one of the top reasons why people do get divorced. And so I want to make sure that as a church that we talk about what does healthy communication look like. And it's not going to be exactly like maybe some of you think. Like normally you would talk about uh, different styles of communication, how to communicate the right way, whatever. Uh, but today is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit more of the, of the precursor to communication, a little bit more about your mindset before you start communicating with your spouse, okay? And so we're, we're going to have some Bible verses, I, I promise, okay? Uh, I just want to say that straight up, all right? We're going to get to the Bible, but for the first half of the message, it's going to be a lot of practical stuff and just kind of going through some things that we think, going through some things that we feel, and then we're going to tie it into what the Bible says about it. So if you're new here and you're like, does this guy ever preach with the Bible? Yes, yes, we do. Okay, we'll get to it, I promise. Just hold your horses a little bit we'll get there. So um, we are going to talk about it. It's very, very, very important. And so uh, what I have here is, is a little box, uh, a, a communication uh, box. And we have, we have our hopes and our dreams and our desires here. And we're going to get to this in just a little bit. You might see a, little, a few little props in here, a few little things that are going to be fun. But before we, we do that, uh, I want to call up a few of my friends here. Uh, I want to have uh, Alec and Lauren come on up from the back. They were uh, singing and playing here and also surprising me with beautiful birthday harmonies. All right, and then also I want to have my friends Emily and Courage come up. Can y'all give them a hand clap as they come up today? Come on. And just grab, just grab that one right there and then you guys can grab this one over here. It's fine, it doesn't really matter. So uh, what we're gonna do is, is since we're talking about communication, I figured we have a little bit of fun, right? Uh, when you communicate before you're married, okay, uh, when, when you're single, ready to mingle, right, we all think that we're really suave, okay, truth is you're probably not, all right, most of us are not, there's a few cool people out there, you know what I mean, there's some really, really cool people out there, dad, put your hand down, all right, <laughs> there's some cool people out there, 
uh, I'm not one of them, all right? And we like to think that we're cool. And so what I want to do is I want to have a little fun and do some Christian pickup lines with y'all, okay? So these people are married, all right? So it's okay. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to have them draw a, a, a Christian pickup line out of here. And then uh, they, don't, they don't know what these are, okay? They, they've never seen them before. And, I, and they're just all up in here, okay? And then they're going to say it. The guys are going to say it to the ladies. And then I, and we're going to judge them based on their acting skills, okay? Can we do that? On their communication, all right? How believable, how believable is this communication, okay? All right, so you guys are the judges, all right? And then we're going to see who does the best. I didn't even tell them that they were doing that. So, so I'm going to start with you, Alec. I want you to go ahead and draw one out of there. Okay. All right. All right. Now you want you got to read it. Read it. Now come come forward a little bit, guys. Y'all come y'all come up here. Come on up. Let the people step step into the light. Let them see you. You know. All right. So you got to read it, and then you got to deliver it. Just communicate this line. All right. Come on. <laughs> Say, girl. Uh, your name must be Milk or Honey, because you feel like something I was promised. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, all right, that's, that's pretty good, that's pretty good, that's pretty good. All right, I need, courage, I need you to draw one now. Go ahead, my man, go ahead. All right, take a look, take a look. All right, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> all right. Hey, girl, I've got the gift of prophecy, and I can see you in my future. Oh. All right, it's pretty good, it's pretty good. Okay, all right, I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go ahead and help you guys a little bit. Okay, so first off, uh, Alec had a little, little, you know, little stutter in there, so I need a little more confidence from you. And then you, rule number one, never turn your back to the audience, okay? All right, so communication 101, all right? Uh, no, no, he, he just, he was focused on you. That's beautiful, I love that. Right. How long have you guys been married again? Not that long, right? Uh, pretty long, like six, seven months. Six, seven months, all right, let's go. You're not, God, you should know that, all right? Like, when, when you get to like, you know, like 45 months or like 86 months, then you can start saying something like that. It's like, you're still talking about months, like the babies, you know? All right, here we go. I'm 33 months. It's like, no, like you're four years. Anyway, whatever. Math. Math. I, I'm not good at that. All right. Go ahead, Alec. Oh, so the collar. Okay. 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 All right. What's up? What's up? Excuse me. Uh, uh, I got to tell you this. I like my girl. Like I like my Microsoft Word documents. Saved. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Saved. I like the hands together. That was good. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, my man. Got one for you. Okay, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Girl, you must be made out of water because Jesus turned you into fine. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. The fine. All right, that's good. I like that. All right, Alec, go ahead, go ahead. We got a few more, y'all. This is good. This is good. This is communication, y'all. This is what this is. It's good communication. <laughs> Your middle name must be Grace because you're amazing. Wow. Wow. How sweet sound. Oh, man. No. <laughs> Say, how many times do I have to walk around you to make you fall for me? Oh, okay. I feel like yours are like, just like, like really intense. You know what I mean? Like Alex are like so cheesy and his is just like, oh, like, all right. Walls crumbling down. <laughs> yeah, right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm a man, Larry. I'm a we'll, man. We'll get there. We'll get there. Everybody just calm down a little bit. All right, calm down. We'll get there. I got to ask you a question. Excuse me. 
I got a question. Just one. Yeah. Just one question. It's already fair. It's already going downhill. Is it hot in here? I just, is it hot in here? Or is that just the Holy Spirit burning inside of you? Oh! Woo! Drop the mic. Where's the AC? Larry hit the AC. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Drop the mic, but don't because they're expensive. Okay. These are bad. This was long. So, I may not have a job right now, and I might live in my parents' basement, but I swear to you, I'm storing up treasure in heaven, and my mansion is going to rock. <laughs> that was horrible. That, that was just bad. That was good. No, that, like that you like that good. one? I, that was just, that was horrible. Okay, go ahead, Alan. Is mine or is this hers? No, this is yours. This, this is, is mine. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, okay. Oh, don't worry. They have some. <laughs> I was looking in the book of Numbers the other day, and I realized I don't have yours. Oh, that's a classic. That's a classic. That's a classic. That he, he was ready. All right, I'll give you this one. Let me see. Do you want us to stay married? Yeah. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> that's it. I'd part the Red Sea for you. Oh, all right, all right, all right, okay. Here, I like this one. Here, do you do this one. I want you to do that one. Yeah, I'm picking them now. But it's kind of hard to like reach in there. I had to like dump them. I don't, I don't understand this one. You don't? But we'll get it. Oh, just try it. I mean, it hits close to home. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, girl. My parents are home. Want to come over? <laughs> <laughs> There's an inside joke to that, so. That is like that is like the most Christian thing to say ever. It's like, oh, my parents are home. Like, yeah, we can actually hang out. All right. Yeah, I wasn't living at home whenever we were dating. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Okay, yeah. There you go. All right, last one for you here. Okay, go ahead. Hey, I'm Will. God's Will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was so well done. The handshake, everything. All right, uh, ladies, y'all thought y'all were getting off scot-free, but you're not. Come on now, here we go. We got a little bit for you guys. I have a few extra ones. Um, I'm going to do, you know, I'm not even going to, uh, hold on, here it is. Okay, I'm just going to, all right, here we go, here we go. All right, ladies, here you go. All right, I'm going to start with, let's start with Emily. Go ahead, you got to read yours. I need y'all to sell this, all right? Really, just, just sell it, girls. Come on now. Okay. Hey, boy. <laughs> you put the stud in Bible study. Come on. Hey! Come on now. I like that one. Courage. I see you over here. Okay. All right. Go ahead. What's up, dude? Are you Adam? Because to me, you're the only man in the world. Hey! All right. All right. Okay. I have one more. I have one more. Uh, and so I have one more that I want somebody to read. So how many of y'all think that uh, that Alec was the more suave guy today, all right? Get, by round of applause, go. Ready? Okay, all right. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, maybe. What about courage? Give applause. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty equal. It's pretty equal. But I feel, like, I feel like courage might have had a little bit more enthusiasm, just a little bit. So I'm going to make you read the last one, right. okay? You got one more, and then you guys can get out of here. So. <laughs> hey, do you need any prayer? Because I'm certainly willing to lay hands on you. <laughs> no, get off the stage. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh Who wrote these things anyway? Oh, my goodness. How terrible. They're married. It's okay, people. All right, all right. Give it up for our friends, Courage and Emily, Alec and Lauren. Give it up.
All right, all right. Hey, I just wanted to demonstrate a little bit of what bad communication looks like. Okay, guys, this is not great communication. How many of you know that if you ever heard one of those lines, uh, chances are you probably weren't going to get with that person. And if you're with a person because of one of those lines, I'd really like to hear that story, okay? I'd really, really like to hear it. But uh, communication is so important. It's so, so important. And so uh, we have this box right here. And this is our, our, our hopes, dreams, and desires box, all right? Every single one of you has this box. Whether you think that you do or whether you think that you don't, you have a hopes, dreams, and desires box. Now, you might ask uh, the, the ladies in here, what's in your hopes, dreams, and desires box? And they will have a list that is typed out. It is like in their journal, under their pillow at night. You know what I mean? Like they're like, they got it there, right? And then you ask a guy, uh, what's in your hopes, dreams, and desires box? And they'll be like, duh, right? Like, I, I don't know, like uh, money? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, they don't really know sometimes. And so I know that's a sweeping generalization, right? But, but we all have things that are in our hopes, dreams, and desires box. So we're going to go through a few of these things uh, today. So I have a lot of different, a lot of different props here. I'm just going to kind of pick one off the top. So uh, you might have... Uh, <clears throat> This one right here, you, you might have uh, hopes, dreams, and desires to have a creepy, creepy doll baby, all right? <laughs> I, I don't, oh, the, the, the bow, I'm sorry, I got to fix it, girl, my bad, my bad, there you go. All right, so uh, you might want to have kids one day, okay? You might, you might want to have kids, it might be something that, that you thought was in your future, you might have a, a desire to have one child or, or two children, or you might want to have girls or boys or, or, or guys, you might just want to have like keep having kids until you get a boy, you know what I'm saying? Like you're just going to keep having kids. Maybe some of y'all don't want kids at all, right? Uh, maybe some of you want to adopt. That's something that you have a desire to do, a deep desire, uh, a yearning to do, something like that. Okay, let's, let's go on to the next one. Uh, maybe you want to uh, travel. Maybe you want to go uh, all across the globe. What about you? Is it something that you want to stay in the States? You want to go around the world? Do you want to uh, kind of stay close to home? Like you're not really like a, a much of a travel person, okay? That's not something that maybe that you do too much, okay? That's not really you. And so uh, what about this right here? Um, you know, you have different chores that have to get done around the house. And so maybe the home that you grew up in, uh, uh, the mom did all the chores, your mom did all the chores, and, and your dad, you know, sat on the TV or sat on the couch and watched TV, right? Uh, sat on the TV, goodness gracious, all right? Uh, he was just chilling, and maybe some, some of y'all, your, your daddy did all the chores, and so that's how you think, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the chores, or and you do this, or we kind of work together and do the, how are we going to do these chores? We have hopes, dreams, and desires for that as well, okay? And so uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, what about your time, right? Uh, you have hopes, dreams, and desires for how you're going to spend your time, or are we going to spend all of our time together? It's going to be amazing, honey. We're going to spend all of every second of every day together once we get married. It's going to be beautiful. Okay, all right, you know, <laughs> and then you have some people in there that say, you know what, if I spent every second of every day with you, I would hate you, okay? Like, I need some space. Like, you got to leave me alone for a little bit. Are we going to spend all of our time together? Are we going to hang out with friends more? Are we going to hang out with family more? Like, well, what's the hopes and dreams and desires that, that maybe you have for that? And then, okay, let's get into here. What else we got? Okay, okay, all right, all right. So, so maybe, um, <clears throat> I'm a little nervous to even bring this one up, but 
You might have some hopes and dreams and desires uh, of, of what your spouse is going to wear, how they're going to dress, or maybe uh, <clears throat> the lack of things that they will be wearing, right? You think that they're going to be doing certain things, right? They're going to have this beautiful dress. She's going to dress up every day. She's going to look hot every single day, right? And then, and then you realize a little bit later, once you get married, right, that she just throws on the leggings and an oversized t-shirt and doesn't put on makeup for four days. And you're just like, hey, this is life. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different maybe than your hopes, dreams, and desires, the things that you thought maybe it would be. Ladies, that you think that he's just going to dress good, look good. He ain't ever going to gain weight. He's got a six pack, right? He is, he is smoking hot. Okay. Right. And then we start to get a little bit of a belly and it's like, okay, like uh, maybe that wasn't in my hopes, dreams and desires. I didn't think that was going to be like that. And then, okay, let's see what else we got in here. Oh, what about money? What about finances? Okay. Are are we going to, uh, are we going to have a dual income? We're going to make a bunch of money, right? We're going to have so, so much money because we're both going to be working, right? Maybe we don't have kids and, and, you know, the little creepy baby thing we talked about a second ago, you know, and so now we're going to be able to make a lot of money or, or are, are you going to stay home, be a stay-at-home mom and, and I'll work so you can take care of the house, take care of the kids, I'll go work or, or maybe I'll be a stay-at-home dad and you can go work. Maybe, you know, you have a great job. You know, what are the hopes, dreams and desires that you have for finances? Maybe you have so much money that you could just both stay home. That would be beautiful, right? Uh, and so what about this too? Then we have a, a a car right here. What, what kind of car are you driving? The hopes, dreams, and desires for the vehicle that you want to drive. I know, gents, maybe you had that, that sports car that you were going to drive for the rest of your life, right? I'm never giving up that thing. Uh, and then you have some kids, right? And then you need maybe something a little bit more practical. Maybe the mom wanted an SUV. Okay, she wants like this minivan. The guy's like, no, like that's nasty. I ain't driving no minivan. And then you realize like minivans are so, so helpful, right? But, but what are your hopes, dreams, and desires uh, that you come into a relationship with that might be, might be different there as well? Uh, and then what about this? What about the home that you live in, the house that you live in? Is it going to be uh, a, a rental home? Are you going to buy a home? Or are you going to live in an apartment? Do you want to live in the city? Do you want to live on some land? Do you want to live uh, in the suburbs? Do you want to live here in Plum Creek? Do you want to live uh, on the other side of the highway? Do you want to live north, south, east, west? What do you want to do? Do you want to live close to family? There's all kinds of things that we think about when it comes to our homes, especially that is kind of a big one right there. And so, uh, but then also, what about this? How are we going to resolve conflict with one another? How are we going to resolve conflict? Is it going to be like this? It's going to be like, a, a, you know, I'm a punching bag, right? You know what I mean? And you're just going to lay into me like that? Or are we going to uh, be a little bit more reserved? I know some people are a little bit louder. Some people are a little bit quieter when they talk about things. Maybe they don't like to talk about things. Some of you might have grown up in a home where your family was very, very loud. Your family was very direct. They were very honest. And you think that's the way that you should resolve conflict, is be really direct and honest, and you, you got to lay everything out there. Because if you're not honest, like, how are you ever going to move forward? But then the other side might be saying, well, well, hold on, but that's, that's not really how my family did things. We were a little bit more quiet, a little bit more tactical, because if you say everything that's on your mind, that's how you hurt people's feelings, right? So you might have two different ways of, of coming into that and to thinking about that. And so uh, what about this, too? You have a calendar here. Uh, where are we going to spend the holidays at, all right? What are the hopes, dreams, and desires that you have going into a relationship, maybe that you have now, for how you're gonna spend your time with your family on certain holidays, big events, your week-to-week schedule, what is that going to look like? So you have all of these things and they all end up in this box, right? We all have this box of hopes, dreams, and desires. And you put all these things in and you make it look all pretty and ladies, you know, you have your journal and you write all of it in there and guys just kind of happen sometimes. You don't realize that you have the hopes and dreams and desires that you do. 
until something doesn't go the way that you want it to and then you complain about it, right? You have all these different things that go into this box, right? But here's the problem. You have these hopes, dreams, and desires and everything that's in your box is based off of things that you've either seen or heard in your life, maybe from your parents, their relationship. Maybe you liked something about their relationship. You thought it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty great. And I want to do that. You know, I, I grew up in a home, uh, you know, with, with two or three kids and I really liked that. You've seen it, you've heard it, whatever. But I think most often than not, you might see it in culture or something like that. And that's kind of seen and heard, but more often than not, it's more about what you've experienced in your personal life. Okay. Like what did, what did I grow up with? Like I was one of, uh, you know, two kids or I was one of five kids or whatever. And so I either liked that or I didn't like that. And so if I didn't like having eight brothers and sisters, okay, maybe I would try to avoid that because I experienced that. And I felt that I was maybe overlooked or maybe if you were an only child, you might have loved it because then you're like, you know what? I, I have all of this time with my family and I get all the money and I get all the attention. Okay, but maybe you hated it because you look at other uh, families. And you're like, well, I wish that I would have had a brother and a sister that I could have hung out with and played with, right? So you have all these different things and it goes for every single one of these. How did your parents handle finances? How did your brother and, and your, your sister-in-law maybe handle theirs? We all have things that we've seen, heard, or experienced that affect what goes into our box. And usually what we try to do is we try to avoid something or we try to recreate something in our relationships. That's what we're normally trying to do. I'm either trying to avoid what I didn't like or I'm trying to recreate something that I did like. And, and so I love this illustration. And this is something that, that I have seen, it was about four years ago. It's from a great communicator named Andy Stanley. I'm not even gonna pretend like this, was, this is an illustration I came up with, but it just stuck with me for so, so long that I wanted to communicate this with you today. The problem with this is this box right here, it's all about who? Me. This box is, is my box, right? This isn't your box. The beauty of relationships, the beauty about people, right, is that we're all different. We all have different things within each of our boxes, but, but this box is all about me. And at some point in our lives, in our relationships, it does, I'm not sure exactly when this happens, but usually in every relationship, at some point you will take this box, you will pick it up, and you will give it to your spouse and say, here, make this come true. Make this happen for me, right? Why? Because this is what you're supposed to do. This is what being married is about, right? It's, it's, you're supposed to help me to be happy. And we might not say it like that, but many of us have felt that before, right? You've, those, these are things that you maybe feel, but you might not say. I'm just, we're just trying to put some words around some things that we might feel in our relationships. But, but we, we give it to them and we say, hey, I need you to do this for me. I need you to make these things happen for me. And it's all about me. The difference is, is when, when I hand you this box, it, to you, it's not hopes, dreams, and desires, right? Because I'm looking at it from this angle these are my hopes, dreams, and desires, but you might be looking at it like this. And to you, it's expectations. That's what it is to you. And that puts a lot of pressure on the other person. And so we think that many times this is what marriage is. And, and, and we say, you know, if I don't live up to these expectations, like, well, what's gonna happen? Or, or, or if my spouse doesn't live up to my expectations or they can't help me to achieve my hopes, dreams, and desires, what are we gonna do, right? And usually there's five things that we will do 
if you, uh, when it comes to these expectations that we have, we're going to talk about the first four, and at the end, we'll talk about the last one, which is the most important one. The first one is, is that we leave, okay? The first one is we just leave. Like, I can't take this anymore. Like, I am never going to be able to live up to, to taking care of you and all these hopes, dreams, and desires that you have. It, it just doesn't match up with mine, right? And I'm never going to be able to, to live up to these expectations. And so uh, I, I'm just going to get out of here. Like, I am gone, okay? Maybe you've experienced that in your life. You've seen somebody that has left because they just feel like that there is just overwhelming pressure for the expectations that they had on themselves. Maybe you've even left a relationship or been in a relationship like that before. And on the flip side of that, it might be, well, this person is never going to be able to help me achieve my hopes, dreams, and desires. They're never gonna be able to help me do it because they just don't care enough, and so I'm going to leave. And the problem is, is when you leave, what do you do? You pick up this box, you cart it off to somebody else, and you drop it in their lap, and you say, hey, you, <laughs> it's your turn now. Help me with my hopes, dreams, and desires. And they're like, whoa, like, hold on now. And then you go from relationship to relationship, carting this thing from one person to the other, and you never really get anywhere. The second thing that you might do is you win. That sounds great, right? I won. Like, they're doing what I want them to do. And what happens in, when somebody wins in a relationship? Usually in, in every relationship, there is kind of a stronger personality. And I don't want to say weaker personality, but, but sometimes more like a more submissive personality. Uh, how many of you might say in your relationship, like, you know, okay, like I am the stronger, like more direct, like personality. Raise your hand. Are you the strong one? Okay. You might say like, I know I wear the pants. Come on now. Like, that's what people might call it. Okay. 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 And it's okay to be like that. We all have different personalities. Okay. And I understand. Uh, and then how many of you then would say that you're like the more submissive personality? That's you. Okay. And that's what nobody raised their hand. See, that makes perfect sense. The strong people are like, mm -hmm, I am strong. <laughs> okay. But there's, <laughs> there is a stronger and usually more submissive personality in every relationship in some way. And the problem is, is for the person that wins, uh, everything's great right? Uh, they say, you know what? Like, like my box is the one that matters. Okay. And so the other person's a little bit more submissive. And, and, and what generally happens with a person that does have that stronger personality is they'll make you think that your box is wrong. Your box is dumb. Your box. Now that, that baby, that's just not how the world works. That's just not how we're going to do things in this relationship, right? right? This is not how, how we need to live our lives. Okay. Listen, the way, the way that your family did it, uh, they, Obviously, it didn't really work out for your parents, okay? So, I mean, like, they're really messed up. So we're going to do it the way that my parents did it, the way that I want to do it, right? And so you, you end up coercing them into basically taking your box, and now you're real happy, right? Because you have two people living out of your box, and then you wonder why your spouse is just kind of like struggling and just trying to like come along, right? And then you're just like, oh, yeah, like, we're praying for her, you know what I mean? Like, we're praying for him. He's coming along. He's trying, okay, you know? But you wonder why that they're not happy. Well, it's because they're living out of your box. You haven't even looked at their box at all. You don't even care. So you win though, so you feel great, okay? And then the third person is that that's more submissive personality usually, which is that they conform. We conform. So if you're not the person that's, that's winning, you're usually the person that is conforming and you will become somebody that you are not in order to make your spouse or your partner happy. And I see this time and time again where, where people will just go along with whatever the other person does. Why? Not necessarily because they don't care about what's in their box, but a lot of times because they're just trying to keep the peace. 
right? If I just go along with whatever you say, if I just go along with whatever you want to do, right, then I know that it'll be more peaceful and we can stop arguing. We can stop yelling at each other. We can stop fighting it and it'll just be so much more peaceful and I'll just, I'll just do whatever you want. I don't even care. Like, let's just keep the peace in the relationship. But the problem is, is that you become somebody that you're not so that they will love you. And you're never going to be truly happy when you do that. And then the last thing, the fourth, fourth out of fifth thing that people will do, and this is the one that you will get taught many, many, many times. This is the good, this is what you are striving towards. This is the good thing that you're trying to get to is that we compromise. We compromise. That sounds great, right? Like you, you read an article and it's like, you gotta learn the art of compromise, right? You gotta compromise in your relationships to, to, in order to be happy, okay? The problem with compromising is, is while it is the most common, a compromising relationship usually means that you're taking bits and pieces of yourself and bits and pieces of your box that you really do care about, things that are important to you, right? And you slightly are not yourself and this person is slightly not themselves. And so you're cutting off a little bit of who you are, cutting off a little bit of who they are. Once again, in order to keep the peace and what ends up happening is that there's a lot of scorekeeping that happens in this kind of relationship. Well, well, well I did this and, and we've already decided that we were gonna go to, to my parents' house for Christmas. We've already decided that, you know, like, like, it doesn't matter that this is going on, this is going on, like, this is what we decided, right? Or, or, or I did this for you, and why, don't, why aren't you doing this for me, right? Because I, I had gotten, gotten you this amazing gift, and now you're not doing anything for me, right? And what ends up happening is that a lot of times in a compromising relationship, you have this debt-debtor relationship where I owe you something or you owe me something because of what I've done for you or because what I, I have said to you and now you need to say this back to me, right? And it's just this scorekeeping relationship and you'll never be truly happy. Many people will look at their parents' relationship and they'll say something like, well, they figured it out. You know, like they're getting along, right? They, 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 they figured out how to live with one another, okay? But how many of you know that's not really the way to live? That's not the way we want to live, excuse me, with our spouses, that we're just getting along. We're just making it work. That's not truly being happy, in this debt-debtor relationship. And the problem is, is that when you meet somebody's expectations, what does that do? That just gets you back to zero, right? Like if I get Lindsay flowers for, you know, for her birthday or get flowers for, let's say, Valentine's Day that just came up, right? Uh, that doesn't really do that much, right? Because why? You usually have come to expect it right? So if I don't, then I'm already, I'm already below the expectation. I'm already below what she is expected of me, okay? And, and that's a very, very simple example, but we get like that in our relationships where it's like, I have to do something for you just to get back to being okay, right? Just to being all right with you. I have to constantly do, do, and do. And then maybe if I do something really extravagant, well, now I know like, well, something's coming my way because I've been really, really good the last few weeks, the last few months. So now she's got to do something to get up to my level. And all you're doing is just trying to catch each other, but it's not in a healthy way. It's the debt debtor compromising relationship. Now, I said this uh, in week one and week two as well, that healthy marriages are not built on wishes they're built on intentional action from both parties to reach defined goals, right? So what is the first one that we had uh, on the first week is that we want to have a Christ-centered relationship. That is the number one goal that we can have. Then the second goal is that we wanna make sure that it is built on trust. And then the third one, which is the fifth way that we can respond when it comes to expectations, when it comes to hopes, dreams, and desires. And if you wanna write this down, this is the goal that we have for today. The relationship goal is mutual submission. That is the relationship goal. Not leaving, 
Not winning, not conforming, not compromising, but it is mutual submission. And this is the heart of healthy communication. So uh, I wanna get to, finally, we're gonna get into some Bible real quick and then we'll wrap this thing up and I'll show you how this works uh, when it comes to scripture as well. So Ephesians 5.22, I wanna read this to you. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. And now all the women in here are like, hmm, so this is where he's gonna go with it. Okay, okay. Now listen, everybody just relax, all right? We're all good, okay? I wanna explain a little bit of what this verse means and I also wanna help to take a little bit of context and put it back in where I think it was taken out of this verse. So um, it says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Well, okay, this verse, Actually, if you look at it in the Greek, so you know, the Bible in our English language that we have today is not a, uh, it wasn't written in English, it was written in three different languages, but in the New Testament, it was in Greek. And so this is a Greek passage. This is Paul writing to the Ephesian church. These are Christians that he is writing to. And actually this verse does not have the verb submit in there. And that's just the word, it's the shadow of the language, of the Greek language. You know, there, it's such a, a deep, deep language, it has so many different meanings. You can have one word in English that means something kind of close to what it means, but, but actually there's not a verb even in that sentence, right? It's not even in there. And so that verse, actually, if you translate it a little bit more literally, like word for word, is it basically just says, wives, as to your husband, as to the Lord. That's really all it says. The word submit is not even in there. But where does that come from? They put it in just in context because of the verse that actually comes before. And how many of you know that when you're reading the Bible, context is extremely, extremely important, okay? You can't just look at one verse, cherry pick it out, and you can prove anything with one verse, okay? So you gotta look at the context of what is happening in the Bible. So we're actually gonna go back and look at the verse before where the word submit, this word actually does come in. And so Ephesians 5.21, it says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Here's the issue with this first verse, the, the, the wives submit to your husbands, okay? This crowd right here today in, in modern America, all right, we have a problem with, with saying a verse like that. Many, many women will look at that verse and say, well, like, you know, I ain't submitting to no man. Like he ain't worthy of any kind of submission. Let me tell you, that is not happening, all right? And I understand that because we live in a completely different world than the Greco-Roman culture, okay, that they lived in thousands of years ago. Back then, actually men in that culture had a legal authority over their wives, over their daughters. They had a legal authority over them. And so for them, that was a very normal thing right? If somebody would have said, wives, submit to your husbands, the wives would have been like, well, yeah, like I have to. It's my legal obligation to submit to my husband. It, it, it makes sense. That would not have been a surprising thing for them. But today that sounds so surprising to us, okay? So, but, but what I want to look at is, is the other verse, Ephesians 5.21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So he starts off before saying wives submit. He says, you need to submit to one another. Submit to each other. And then later in Ephesians 5.25, this is when Paul really messes things up for the gents, all right? This is when he really changes things and says something that would have been absolutely just like mind-blowing back in this day. He says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Husbands now, you need to love your wives 
and give yourself up for her the same way that Christ loved the church. And now that's when the guys would have been, earlier the guys were like, yeah, like wives submit, like that makes sense. And then he's saying, husbands, you need to love your wives and give yourself up for her. And that's when they would have said, um, excuse me, um, what was that one more time? You, you mean I have an obligation to my wife to love her, to cherish her, to, to give myself up for her, to even maybe mutually submit to her. Maybe this, this sense of that we might even be equals. We might have some sense of equality. This is a concept that was not known to those people at that time. Jesus introduces it. And then Paul reinforces it here that, that women are extremely, extremely important. And men, we are to submit ourselves to them the same way that they're to submit to us as well, to mutually submit ourselves together. It says, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, the problem is men would say, listen, I know how that story ends. Like, how Christ gives himself up to the church, he died, right? You mean to tell me that I have to potentially die for my wife? I have to love her that much? And what Paul's saying is, yes, you do have to love her that much. Wives, submit yourselves, yes. But husbands, listen, this is a new thing. You need to understand you have to submit yourself as well. And that is where this concept of mutual submission comes from. The problem is, is what we usually get into is something like this, okay? Let me, let me see if I can get these out of here, okay? we get into this thing called tug of war. And I'll take this side, my box right here, the globe's falling, here we go. I take this side and you take this side. And I'm holding on to my box, right, with everything I have, okay? And, and let's pretend that both of our boxes are here, okay? And mine's right here and, 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 and she's pulling on hers or he's pulling on his, right? And I'm holding on to my box with everything I have, right? Because this is mine. This is my box. This is very important to me. These are things that really matter to me. And I got to hold on to this thing for everything. And what do we normally do in a relationship is say, you know what? I, I don't know if I can mutually submit to you. Because what does that require us to do? Does that requires us to not be pulling. And, and you know what? If, if I don't pull on mine, then, then, then she's going to pull hers all the way. And we're just going to do everything her way, right? And maybe if, if she drops hers, then maybe she's going to be worried that I'm going to pull mine my way and that, that she's not going to get anything that she wants out of her life. It's all going to be in my world and the way that I want things. And, and, and we're nervous because of past experiences and past relationships we've been in before and things that we've even seen. We might not have that level of trust like we talked about last week with that spouse. We might not have that yet. So we're nervous and we hold on to this thing. But what we need to learn to do is to let go. And when you're in tug of war, how many of you know when, when, when you let go, one person lets go and the other person's pulling, what happens? That person whoop, goes that way and they fall over, right? And it's hilarious, okay? But what happens if you both let go at the same time? It just drops and then we're both together and we're not struggling. There's not a tension anymore on the rope. There's not a tension on these boxes anymore. And the issue is, is that so many times we don't, we don't want to be the first person to let go of the rope, right? Who wants to be the first person to let go of that? I mean, that's huge. You mean to tell me I have to trust you to let go at the same time as me and to drop all of my hopes, dreams, and desires? Yes, that's exactly what that means. Mutual submission. Here's the difference uh, between the way the world works and the way that we work. Is we're holding on to all this stuff and we think that we don't want to go first. But Jesus went first, right? Jesus went first. 
Jesus had no reason to die for you and for me. We are sinful people, right? He had no obligation to you and to me. He wasn't going to gain anything himself personally by dying a horrific death on a cross for you and for me. Why would he do that? Because he loved us so, so much that he wanted to die on the cross for you so that you could have a life with God forever. That's the kind of love that Paul talks about in Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. We're in this tug of war, but Jesus was the first person to demonstrate what it looks like to drop the rope. Say, you know what? I'm not gonna be concerned about me. I'm not gonna be concerned about my wants, about my desires, but I am fully, completely, 100% devoted to you. And I'm talking about you specifically, each and every one of you today. Jesus was thinking about you when he died on the cross. So what I want everyone to do is I want everybody to stand up right now. And I would hope that as you look at this and as you think about your hopes and your dreams and your desires, right? You have this box in your hand. Maybe you've given it to your spouse. Maybe you're expecting them to do this or maybe you feel like you have a lot of pressure on you to, to uphold their expectations, what it feels like. Really at the end of the day, it's, it's their hopes and dreams and desires and it's yours. But what I would encourage you to do today is to do not the, the first, second, third or fourth thing. Don't leave. Don't try to win. And also don't conform. Don't let somebody walk all over you. And don't necessarily even compromise. Well, that's a good place to start. It's a good place to work at, work from. I think that there's something way, way, way better. And it's modeled here in scripture in Ephesians and it's modeled throughout Jesus's life. And that is mutually submitting to one another. Jesus gave himself up for us. He went first to the cross. And now what does he ask us to do, right? Pick up our cross and follow him. Jesus models what it looks like to go first and then he calls us into something greater. He calls us into that same thing. So in our relationships, I would ask you to, to think about this today. What's in your box? I think you've probably already thought about that throughout this whole sermon, right? You're like, oh, you know, I, I thought about this and as far as kids and finances and the house and maybe when I talked about one of these things, maybe you nudged them in the side because you're like, oh yeah, we've talked about that. Or maybe you didn't because you haven't talked about it and you know that they are not on the same page with you. But whatever's in your box today, I would just encourage you, figure out what's in your box, think about it. And then I want you, I give you some homework. I want you to go home and I want you to talk to your spouse. And I want you to tell them, I don't, I don't want you to be all about your box, but I want you to ask them what's in your box. And you might say, we've been married 20 years. They better know what's in my box. Listen, you'd be surprised at what you would hear. If you ask the question, you frame it, what are your hopes and your dreams and desires? And you honestly give yourself a little bit to think about that and you come together and have a conversation about it, man, you'll have some really, really good conversations. You'll learn something about your spouse that maybe you didn't know. Even if you've been together for 50 years, I guarantee you still have hopes, dreams, and desires that matter. They should matter to your spouse, right? Because they matter to you. And so I would encourage you to talk about those things Talk about how are we going to, instead of being tense and holding on and pulling, pulling, how are we gonna drop the rope? Where I care about you and I care about 
your hopes and dreams and desires. And, and, and I pray that you care about mine, but listen, I'm gonna go first, all right? Even if you don't, I will, because that's what Jesus calls us to do, amen? I wanna pray for you right now. I'm not gonna ask anybody to raise a hand or anything like that, but I just wanna encourage you, go home and talk to your spouse. Or if you're in a relationship, talk to that person about this. This is important stuff. And if you're single, what I want you to do in this place today, figure out what's in this box. You need to know, because when the time comes for you to find that person in your life, you need to be able to communicate what's in your box and not communicate it as a way that it's it's expectations, but communicate it in a way that it's hopes, dreams, and desires. And listen, if I get into this relationship with you and if we do get married, I'm gonna be all about you and your box, right? You need to make sure that they're gonna be all about you too, right? So that's the heart of healthy communication. I told you we were gonna talk about communication today, but I didn't really talk about the words that you say. I didn't talk about the subtweeting kind of things that we say, we roll our eyes, right? You say, I love you so much. Like, wow, like you really love me. Or, yeah, I love you, right? Those mean two completely different things, right? And those are the practical sides of communication. But I think more important than that, if we don't have the right mindset, none of the other practical stuff even matters, right? So let's get the right mindset today and get on the same page with our spouses. Single people, dating people, come on, figure out what's in this box. Figure out if they're gonna be able to drop their line too, amen? Lord Jesus, today we thank you for this day. Thank you for this time together where we can look to your word and we can look to the the things that we feel. These are just things that we we go through in our lives, the things that we feel on a regular basis. And so just to put some words around it, uh, uh, put some bones and some flesh on these feelings. And God, I pray that you would help us to, to drop the line because Jesus, you modeled what that looks like. You went first when you died on the cross for our sins and we are so, so grateful. And Lord, help us to love our wives, to love our husbands in the way that you love us, God where we would be willing to drop our line, to, to not be in this tug of war, this tension that we wouldn't leave, we wouldn't, we wouldn't compromise, we wouldn't do all these other things, but that we would learn to mutually submit to one another because Jesus, you showed us what it looks like to go first. And so we're going to say today, you know what? Even if my partner doesn't, even my spouse doesn't, I'm going to choose today to go first. I'm gonna choose to prioritize them. I'm gonna choose to do it and love them the way that you call me to love. And so God, I ask that uh, the married people today would be able to do that. And the engaged people uh, would make sure that their, their spouse is, is ready to do that, that they are personally ready to do that. And for the people that are single, maybe dating, they figure out, hey, what's in my box? What are my hopes, dreams, and desires? And how am I communicating that to the person that I get in a relationship with? And so God, I pray that you would restore marriages today. I declare that in the name of Jesus, that you would bring new relationships here today, that you would bring new perspective here today. And it's your name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Hey, you enjoyed today? I hope you did. Uh, Next week, we're going to get into even more of the nitty gritty, okay? Next week, I wanna make sure I preface it. Before next week, we are talking about sex, y'all. We're talking about it. We're not gonna get super weird, okay? But we are going to talk about a biblical perspective on what that looks like, uh, what Jesus has to say about it, what the Bible has to say about it. So uh, I would say invite a friend, but I feel like you might be a little nervous to invite a friend next week. So uh, we'll have fun. God bless you. We'll see you.